rumple my foreskin. Rumple my foreskin. Rumple my stilled skin. <laughs> Do you think his foreskin is like super is like rumply? Yeah. Is this, does it look like his face? <laughs> he needs Botox. He needs dick <laughs> Botox. <laughs> oh my fucking Hi God. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Witchfinger Horror Podcast. My name is Yasmina. And to my right is Morgan. I am here. To my left is Megan. I'm Megan. And we have just begun Rumple Stiltskin. Ooh. We're doing another 90s uh, movie. I know, it's weird, right? But, like, I don't know, the 90s were, like, a fun time. Like, there's some good gems in the 90s. Speaking I feel of like... gems, yeah, them J-Dags. You'll see. You guys yeah. haven't seen this. Wait, Megan has... No, I was going to say J-Dags. Like, like, I just saw like, 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 oh, fucking, fuck that! Like, what is Pondros J-Dags? Like, should anyone watch the documentary that she just no, put out? I, I refuse. Not. I refuse. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, what, like, she gave somebody an exorcism? Like, what? Yeah, an exorcism. She's an ordained exorcist. Oh, what? Fuck. Is she actually? No, she's not. No, no, but she ordains. (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow ordains herself whatever the fuck Gwyneth Paltrow wants to ordain herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, let's be honest. Who would wear, like, a vibrator around their neck? That's what I want to know. Because that's, like, one of the things that they sell is, like, a fucking necklace with, like, a little, like, bullet vibrator. Okay, but I'll tell you who. Well, you just got to, like, get off. People who are eccentric, rich, old women. It's people who are in the goop cult because it's a fucking cult. Well, it is, but it's bored rich people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anybody that pays, like... $70 $70 for a fucking candle that smells like one of Paltrow's fucking vagina. Pussy, man. This is She's a got a No, it is it's not. It's real. It's real. There is a fucking goop candle that's... It says... Go- it's called Smells Like My Vagina. Yeah. Legit. There, she actually has actually a pussy candle. I actually think I have candle. a picture of it. I will fucking yeah. show you. And it's heartbreaking to me because Chris Martin is one of my all-time crushes. Who's that? Her that's ex-husband. of uh, for Coldplay. The ex- Coldplay. Hello. Mm. They have a kid together with a dumb name, don't they? Oh, Apple. Oh, her, whatever. Her name's Apple, yeah. And it's just like, I I just feel like if if Chris Martin, it's like, hey, here's a candle that smells like the mother of your child's fucking pussy. Right? Like, come on. Yeah, it's like, get over yourself, you fucking bitch. Like, is it real, though, or is this she just like... Trying to like take the piss out of people. Though. Maybe like, it smells like birthday it, cake. And no, you know why? I swear, I swear, it smells. I feel like she drank the Kool Aid though. She's fucked. Like oh, she's, she's fucked. fucked. She's fucked. Like I'm sorry. One of her products. Like we're totally fucking getting into goop right now, and I love it. And one of her products are like these like temporary tattoos that mm-hmm. she claims give off vibes or something. And like, like the frequency. They read a frequency. Yeah. Yeah. She's a liar. What a fucking idiot. Um, she almost as crazy as Rumple pierced my dick here. Smells like my vagina candle on her website. But here again is the question. Does that candle smell like tuna fish or does it smell like, you know, like a birthday cake? And then she claims that her pussy smells like birthday cake. Oh, that's cake. a good question. Do you know what I mean? Like what, maybe I she claims her? her pussy smells like something it doesn't no, smell like. No, okay, oh, so this doesn't actually smell like her pussy. It says... With a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent. That's way too many adjectives. This candle is made with geranium, citrusy, bergamot, and cedar. Bergamot! And cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrette seed to put us in a mind of fantasy, seduction, and sophisticated So you're fucking telling me that, like, your vagina is supposed to smell like tea and wood? Don't put that away. Okay. How much is this candle that supposedly smells like her tea-steeped pussy? Ow. 
there's legit. Give me a price on this there's pussy no candle. There's no price on it. You want to know why there's no price on Is it? Is it sold out? It's probably fucking <laughs> literally a hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, well, there's a water You don't bottle put a price on dollars on her website. Yeah. I did. Psycho. I did at one idiot. point so have uh, a screenshot of it because I'm pretty sure it did sell out. So like when you like go to ships to the U.S., it like it actually won't like <sighs> nothing will add. But just as a general like idea, there's a T-shirt that she's selling that it literally is a white shirt with white or with black writing on it that says it's only a vulva. Okay, fair enough. And I love the that. shirt is eighty dollars. It's a $80. White, a white cotton. Are we talking like Gore-Tex? Ladies and gentlemen, no, it doesn't it chain matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it's made of. <laughs> I feel like a chain shirt that says it's only a Volvo. Oh my god, I, I know, right? for that. This like, woman is taking the American people for a fucking troll. Like, oh, she and, is, and England too. Yeah, like they have is, a pop-up shop in England. Yeah, I know. Fucking, She's taking advantage of... Dude, I know. I know. That's why uh, I honestly... And, like, Netflix agreed to put this show on their yeah. channel. Oh, people will watch the and fuck it's like, out of it. But it's, uh, it's money, right? People she probably the offered them millions of dollars, like, just so she can have her dumb fucking vagina candle jade yeah. eggs bullshit cramming up her goddamn fucking tight pussy shit. Why yeah. are famous people... Like the like the dumbest people are famous. Like, it's listen, I'm gonna get a lot of flack about this, but do you remember when Madonna was like, "Yeah, like I wash my feet and pee." She had like this thing about yeah. bathing in urine. What? Madonna's youthful, her fountain of youth was apparently urine. I didn't fucking know about this. Okay, this yeah, but, okay. So I know that that is a. I, I'm gonna say, oh, it's a German thing, but like, <laughs> <laughs> man, she stole Not that from surprising. the Germans. But I know that in some, like, European right. cultures, like, the, like, first urine of the day is apparently ster- extra sterile. And, like, people, like, dab that shit on their fucking face. Like, they take Tell me more put- how the shit that comes out of my body, because my body deems it unworthy to be inside right. me anymore. Toxins, it's the yes, exactly. That exactly. you're literally expelling exactly. it, and then you want to put it back on you. Or, actually, there was a, um... My, you know, the, the show about people that have the weird, uh, medical things, like the lady that ate the couch and the people that eat all the cat My food. Strange Addiction? My Strange Addiction. There yeah, was yeah. a woman that was obsessed with drinking her own pee. Yeah, and she yeah. thought it was going to cure cancer and it was doing all these things. And literally she was just drinking her own, her own I'm piss pretty all sure day, every day. Her own like, output. Obsessed like her obsessed with drinking her own piss. That woman put urine in a shot glass yeah. and she fucking Ugh. opened her Sorry. eyelid. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> she, I'm fucking dead serious. Ugh. I was addicted to that show. She put we urine. Your strange addiction yeah. was my strange addiction. <laughs> she put what? Wait for it. She put urine in a shot glass and she took her uh, first finger and thumb and opened one of her eyeballs, like spread open her eyelids, and she put the shot glass she, her eye over took a shot her of eye kiss. so she could put urine directly on her eyeball. I have a comment about this, and it goes like this Come out of the penis, come, C U M, has more health <laughs> benefits. <laughs> Than urine. Yeah. And come in the eye feels like a son of a bitch. Yeah. So I don't want to be putting no fucking piss in my eye. Could you imagine? I know how protein rich cum feels in the retina. How much that would burn? 
Oh, girl, I thought I had to go to the hospital. I yeah. thought I had to go to the hospital when I got cum in my but eye. But I'm saying, like, piss would oh, be right. worse than that. Right. This and these people but this are is the what types I mean. of people this is what I mean. who buy goop products. Yeah. Don't be one of those people, people. Yeah. And she, Don't be and fucking putting piss in your eye, Married guys. to fucking Tony Stark, fucking Iron Man. Fuck you, Gwyneth P. Right? Like in real life? No, Gwyneth no, on, the, on the Iron Man movies. Oh, the Iron she Man. She was miscast. I think she was miscast for that role because I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow deserves a role ever. Listen. Yeah. We're watching Rumpelstiltskin. I'll tell you what's happening. Bitch just the lost her wife. Cops are getting shot. Bitch just lost her, not her wife, her husband. And um, this is the setup for the whole movie. So this is where she wants to see him one last time and summons Rumpelforskin. <laughs> And as far as I can tell, this man just got shot. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh water oh, came out of his is. chest. Yeah, it really did. There was no blood. They couldn't afford it. There was a limited budget for this movie. And then they lost it all. Yeah, actually, I'm shocked. Oh, here he goes. Whoa! He got shot in the head. Damn. He just blew that guy's fucking head off. That was dark. Because a moment of silence. Well, uh, listen. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a dirty fucking cop. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, okay. so yeah, Rumpelstiltskin, this movie. I it's don't, a movie. It's a movie, all right. I, I'm glad we're watching it on tape because it is giving it more of an 80s vibe. I don't actually know that I've seen this movie before, though, guys, so no. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Let me tell you this this, this character here, who uh, this woman. Alice Beasley? Yes, thank you. Alice Beasley, yeah. whose name is spelt unlike any other Alice I've ever seen. A-L-I-Y-C-E. Which makes me very angry. It's like two L's, right? Alice. Her outfit. Now, this is very apropos because her outfit is so blossom, it's not even funny. She's got on overalls and a little hat. Yeah. She's so blossom, and it's like this is 1995. Like, this encompasses, like, blossom yeah. oh i had a blossom hat let me tell you what i mean been wearing like a tight striped bodysuit she was under that shit oh yeah. i'm like, sure that she was. was so 90s um she actually is a pretty interesting person as well but maybe yeah. we can talk about we'll her, get to her later afterwards yeah. mm-hmm. um i think she actually might be one of the most interesting people like okay so the fact of the False. matter is no really you have more interesting people <laughs> Really? I challenge you. Yeah, I'm curious. Please, indulge me. Beats, Bears, Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Valerie Wildman is more interesting, and I'll tell you why, because she was on Baywatch Nights. Oh my god, there are more than one link to Baywatch Nights. Okay, Honey, Baywatch Nights is the new Seinfeld, let me tell you what. Okay, guys, seriously... Baywatch Nights is yeah. taking over the Seinfeld references yeah. for the Witchfinger Horror Podcast. Because that shit is Let me tell you. Bonkers. Let's, okay, well, let's... Let's um, just start where we need to start. Why don't you start with, like, the box office and shit, Yaz? Why don't you start okay. off with that? We'll yeah. save Baywatch Nights yeah. for yeah. you later. Let's get the yeah. basics out okay, of the way. So the We're basics, just too excited about I know, this. I know, I know. We've had a few drinks. We have a cheese board in front of us um why they haven't we actually we did do this when we did a live yeah show. We, we did warlock cheese too. in front of an audience while we watched warlock and we gave a piece of cheese away to we an did. audience member yeah that was pretty cool uh there's another blossom hat by the way i just want to tell a really fast story i wore my blossom hat when i met candace cameron and i was stoked <laughs> 
Who's Candace Cameron? <laughs> Fucking DJ Tanner. <laughs> oh my god, you're making me feel so old. Right DJ now. Tanner's the oldest one. Yes. I like her. Yeah, okay. Uh, back to Rumpel's foreskin. <laughs> Uh, 1995, directed by Mark Jones, produced by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, who are the creators of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like the original OG, yeah. OG. Scooby-Doo. I gotta say, shit. it's funny that, like, Scooby-Doo, you would think that, like, being spooky people, you know, that I would love Ugh. it growing up, but I fucking hate Scooby-Doo. I gotta get it out. Do you know why Scooby-Doo sucks? And I'll, I'll admit Many that reasons. I feel the same way. But the main reason is you already, the formula has, has yeah. been, is so strict that you already know the end of the show. I know. You know that the ghost or this, this uh, supernatural character that you think exists is in fact else. an old man. And it's I It's never hate. a ghost. It's ne- like, I why know. are you making me a I ghost know. for once? And I actually cannot stand the main characters. Like Shaggy and the dog are the worst. Like they're His just so fucking stupid. And I hate ignorance. So I just grew up thinking that they were the, just the dumbest characters though. ever. Mm. Daphne. Yeah, she She's was the smart kind of one. Like Is she the smart one? I yeah, a little bit. Daphne's the smart one. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I She's just never watched it, so I don't, yeah. I'm don't. i not yeah. that familiar, but the girl with the glasses, I'm sure that But the I slutty one I like, too, because yeah. she's hot as fuck. Yeah, but yeah. Although like, in the movie it was Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Fart noise. I love them, okay. I gotta admit. Oh my god, didn't they fall I in love, love in that movie? Hello? No, 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 it, was, no, no, it, wasn't it was I Know What You Did Last yeah. Summer. You guys And let's know put this into much. perspective. Let's put this into perspective. This is 1995. Yes. I Know What You Did Last Summer was what, 1999? Oh dear. Do you uh, know no, what I mean? 97, because I saw it in theaters. Thank you. So it was 97. This is 95. Rumpelstiltskin, which we're watching right now, came out two years prior to one of... At the time, the scariest movies I've ever. Oh, ever I seen. love that movie. Love it. I know you did last summer. Scared the fuck. I saw shit opening out of me. night in theaters, and I remember jumping more times than I did in like scream. The in mannequin theaters. scene where oh <laughs> the no, mannequin scene no, was so good. No. And like the part with scary. Sarah Michelle Gellar in the alleyway. Yeah. When she's stuck in the cop car, like I was like my heart was racing. Like I was like on a date, and. I think I was like fucking 13 You're years like old. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, 12 does. or 13. I oh, know, I'm such a slut. Go on date. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were on a date. <laughs> I was 13. Love me a lot. Don't need that. I forgot what I was going with this. Dug but it? yeah, uh, so the budget for Rumpelstiltskin was $3 million and they only made over just over 300000 So Morgan and I office. were trying to figure this out. Oh, Is that 10% or 1%? Uh, that's 10%. That's 10%. Yeah. So they and made... that's really not good. I'm surprised, to be honest, I'm surprised that they got such a high budget. I wonder if it's because of both the director's experience mm-hmm. and the makeup artist's experience maybe got them a higher budget. Because the makeup artist, um, Kevin, Kevin Yeager, Yeager has yeah. a great, <gasps> love a great repertoire. He has a great portfolio. So I wonder if the budget, because $3 million for a Rumpelstiltskin movie is, in my opinion, 
high for maybe, the time for the well, time do you maybe, think that they just added like another movie that just beat them out though the same weekend because that happens a lot yeah you it know didn't what? seem like it was released to, to mainstream theaters no. though well it did i think i because I it said it was that, only released to x amount of theaters yeah i think it was 54 theaters which is 54 theaters that's fucking not a lot at no, all it's not which is really really it's sad. not it's yeah 54 <laughs> theaters and then it was released on DVD in 2001. But yeah, like, this movie was actually pretty difficult to research because there actually is not a lot of information about the production. And, like, oftentimes when we see, like, the disparity between budget and box office, we're, like, you can read about, like, oh, well, then the production company fucked them over and they wanted them to do this and then that's Kind of like a Dr. Moreau situation. Yeah, and they held, yeah. they held them back or they did something and it's, like... Literally, there is nothing to justify what happened. However. That I could find anyways. I want to say that we always do our research and box office, like budget and like film budget dollars are not always accurate online. Well, they're not. That's another thing that it's like, it's hard to gauge because like we're just reading this info off of like IMDb and Wikipedia. It is, but, but having said that... 95 it's not like they have any excuse like oh horror was shunned upon like this is 95 yeah this is when horror was getting its resurgence you know what i mean like this is when Wes craven was starting to dump shit out and this was when you know scream came out it was very trendy horror was very trendy still in the mid 90s so for this to be a flop Maybe, like, like, I just have terrible taste in movies, because I don't know. I love this movie. No, I love it, but then so was Pinocchio was a flop. Snow White was a flop. Like, there were... Oh, you mean the Sigourney Weaver? Yes! I've never seen that. And it's great, and it's great. Yes, I have. I'll lend it to you. I think it's really creepy. It's creepy, yeah. But then, however, you have to take, take into factor that, like, okay, um, first of all, she looks just like Barbara Crampton, but... You have these, this level of horror, yeah. I, again, at the same time as, what are we saying, 95? Yeah. So at the, at the same time, seven years ago, six years ago, there were some really good Nightmare on Elm Streets coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, really good. So it's not like, again, people are like, oh, horror's new. This came out and people knew this was junk. People knew in 95 mm-hmm. that this was Well, maybe even just junk. because they were compared to these other movies that were like that's exactly my point of course they were compared to them but like it's a gem it's like if you go back and watch it now it's still so fucking funny yeah like every scene with Mm. rumpelstiltskin is hilarious like not even just scenes with him like the scenes with the other guy whatever his name is like max but this is my point in the mid 90s you're coming off of the crow you're coming off of lord of illusions you're coming off of really disturbing fucked up horror mm-hmm. so when people go to see horror tell me she doesn't look just like barbara crampton i'm sorry but when people go to see horror and they see something silly like this coming off of like i said hellraiser lord of illusions coming mm-hmm. off of these early 90s films yeah it might have just been a little bit of a disappointment to the mass media who's expecting something a little bit more. Maybe, but I feel like to sort of play devil's advocate, it's like, well, why Speaking was... Speaking of that, devil's advocate came out yeah. around the fucking same time. <laughs> and that movie got really poor and that, ratings. That and I great. love that movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, why was Leprechaun such a sensation? <laughs> sensation, that's a funny word. <laughs> but it was, like, literally, literally, they made a Leprechaun movie, like, 
two years ago. Like, there are multiple sequels, and the same director, the same guy, Mark Jones, wrote, like, he directed Rumpelstiltskin, but he wrote and directed. I'll tell you why. I will literally tell you why without sarcasm. But it's the same, the ideas are the same, so it's like... Maybe it is Warwick Davis. I'm telling you, and yeah. I mean it. Yeah, yeah. well, no, it's Warwick. That's true. If that's if true. Warwick yep. had of maybe played Rumpelstiltskin, oh, then it probably would have. He made brings more money. so much to a character. Yeah, that's He's true. Funny and endearing, and so yeah. does Max. Though, like Max Grodinchek is a great actor, but yeah, at back not, then he was like he's a not a little person. Like he's not yeah, a yeah. Not I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to like justify it in some way because I do feel like the 90s, the mid 90s were full of great horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that has to Can someone please tell me she doesn't remind them of Barbara Crampton, she please? Does. <laughs> yeah, she's like Barbara Crampton with brown hair. Thank you. Yeah, I never noticed that before. Well, I I have a nostalgic love for this movie because me and my friend Dana uh, we used to rent it in high school a lot, and like the first time we ever watched it, like tears formed in our <laughs> eyes from laughing so hard at a few scenes, and it just always like resonated with me. I have good, I have a, like good emotions like attached to this movie, and I've just always loved it, and I've always wanted to do it for the podcast. So I'm glad that we're uh, finally doing it. But yeah, we, we talked about this movie in the last episode mm-hmm. because um, whatever Double L Alice, she was in Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. Yes, and then there's so multiple we're... Silent Night, Deadly Night Four references though. There's a few people. Oh. Uh. who were involved involved. i feel like there was a few people nice well um so let's talk about mark jones a little bit uh so yeah as we mentioned earlier he directed and wrote leprechaun i have to say that i've only seen the first leprechaun like once and i don't remember it like at all really i've seen I i think i know megan's like shunning me right now shocked i know well, I well because I like the sequels. Everyone. Because I'm a fan of the sequels. And the first one, I feel like, was just more serious. And well, it was trying to be, but it was as serious as, like, Rumpelstiltskin is. Like, it's like, that's, why I, that's why I was trying to, like, compare the two and be like, well, why did one succeed in the other? No, that's a because fair point. they are very similar in, like, mood, idea. Like, it's, like, kind of got a little bit of a silly vibe. And it's, with Leprechaun, it's, like, the first nightmare on Elm Street where it's like they've like uh, done one thing and then the sequels kinda like take it a little further and a little further to the point where like all the leprechaun sequels are like he's like funny and cracking jokes yeah. and yeah, the puns. The yeah, puns are like never ending. Guys. So he's kinda like, like Freddy. Oh. Freddy. Yeah. He is a combination, in my opinion, of Wishmaster and Freddy. Because oh. it's very much like, oh, you want that? Well, I will give you that, honey, but to the 10th degree. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. It's I should rewatch it. I have part three and four when he goes to space. And, like, I love the third one. The third one is the one where he goes to Vegas. And he keeps that girl in the cave. And uh, the fourth one in space is fucking hilarious. And, like, all the ones that are, like, in the hood and back to the hood, like, those are fucking hilarious yeah. movies. Like, the in the hood ones are my favorite. They he are smokes. so entertaining. Yeah, it's funny because... When he smokes weed. But, he smokes weed in space. But yeah. his character smokes weed. However, when you watch the movies, you can see that the, the, the smoke is, like, CGI. Oh, dear. They didn't uh, even have him smoke, like, a fake 
joint or blunt. It's just CGI like smoke. It's so funny. Interesting. Well, I will uh, borrow Leprechaun off you, You Megan, because I I legit like don't remember the first one. Jennifer Aniston with her big old nose. It's her. like one of her first like big roles yeah and she does look a lot different because yeah it's before she had her nose slimmed out a little bit oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. girl she still looks good now though she good does she looks I fabulous love her. I would yeah do anything she's her. eternal just yeah. like j-lo j-lo that oh my god bitch. fucking yes queen yeah. stop it she's too hot i like, love that seriously. she was legit 50 and doing that fucking like pole Super dance Bowl dude fucking she's a queen time. queen too hot Ignant yeah. for the hot tub. Yeah. Ignant. Well, Mark Jones, um, this is actually kind of funny because I've researched this show before because I love trash and I love badness. And like I just recently watched like the 90s Captain America and I loved it. And it's like not a great movie, but I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. And I was like, what is this Nightman thing? Uh, did you guys like? research this no okay so night mark man night man <laughs> your face is like pure disgust right night now. man yeah <laughs> with like <laughs> a, a, with an end did, okay. did, did he come up with that himself yeah yeah oh, okay dear. so mark jones there okay night man was like originally it's a superhero thing okay. uh and but it's like it looks bad as in like like fucking Colin Farrell Daredevil bad. Mm. Like it looks bad. No wait, Daredevil was Ben Affleck. No, I know, but Colin Farrell was Bullseye. Oh, right. I okay, never seen yeah. that, but it's in that like scale of like yeah, badness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nightman was originally a TV movie before it became a TV show that actually ran for two seasons. Okay. Um, and it looks interesting. It's like this guy, the character. He's like he's a superhero, but he hears like people's thoughts. But he can pick up, like, only evil people's thoughts. Oh, like so, Mel Gibson in What Women Want? Yes, except it's, like, <laughs> instead of women, it's bad people. <laughs> but he wears this, like, ridiculous fucking, like, stupid superpower, okay. like, Superman fucking outfit, and it's terrible. It looks awful. Like, I actually really want to watch it. Um, but the guy who plays... Nightman. See, this is funny because Nightman, when I think Nightman, I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, do you okay. remember the Nightman episode? Mm. Oh my god. Matt. I think is I've only seen Nightman. a few episodes. Oh, shut yes. up. Shut yeah. your face. I know. You need Bruh. to watch more of that show. Hilarious. Uh, you idiot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Okay, but like, Nightman, the guy who plays him, he was in a few things. Like, They Live, Cyborg, and Baywatch. So we should, like, tell the people. To watch Baywatch Nights. All right, we will. Not right now. Okay, we will. We'll get we'll get to it later. Uh, we'll get to Baywatch Nights later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mark Jones also did this movie called Triloquist. Uh, yeah, which is about a murderous ventriloquist dummy. Yep. It's kind of like um the movie with Anthony Hopkins, I guess. Magic. Oh, magic! Magic from yeah. the seventies. That movie's fucked though. I've never. Seen and it's it. very much like it's um, really good, slappy goosebumps. Mm, yeah. That also reminds me of a Buffy episode. They mm-hmm. have an episode where there's yeah, a ventriloquism, ventriloquism is yeah. a, like a haunted, it's super popular. Yeah. Yeah, because thing puppets to... are creepy, like much yes. like clowns. You know, it's they don't like bother just me. A creepy. Just thing. kick him, kick him. But any life-sized doll. Here's my thing. I'm not scared if he approaches me with a knife because I'll definitely kick him. Yeah. But if I know I passed out on this couch and there's a doll sitting on your TV stand and I wake up three hours later and the doll is now sitting on your fucking guitar, you'd amp, be like, nope. Like I know you can't hurt me, but also no. 
Like, yeah. no! Yeah, like, just yeah. spooky, no! Yeah. Well, this movie, uh, Triloquist, uh, do you guys remember, like, uh, okay, That's so a I, lazy name. Yeah. Right? Dimension Extreme Movies. That was, like, uh, Dimension are, like, the horror company that, like, a production movies. company that, like, produced, like, uh, Scream. Yeah. Um, but there was, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, in the mid-2000s, like, Dimension Extreme was, like, a subsidiary of it. And, oh, like, they used, they released, that. like, Feast, like, the Feast movies. Okay, yeah. And, like, Feast Black Sheep and Teeth. Yeah. Um, so that Triloquist movie is a Dimension Extreme. It was, like, for, like, gorier horror movies. Okay. Um, and he also did a movie, this is interesting, called Scorned. Yes. With Billy Zane. Billy Zane was in it. And, um, what was that fucking bitch's name? I can... Sadie? No. She was, like, one of those girls from, like, one of those MTV shows. Oh, I have no idea. But this is kind of funny, because, uh, so this movie Scorned is about, like, Billy Zane and his girlfriend, like, they go on a weekend getaway, but she finds out that he slept with her best friend, so she tortures both of them, mm. like, the whole weekend, but, um, it was co-written by Mark Jones and this woman named Sadie Katz, and she is coming to Shockstock this year, oh. because she's in a few horror movies, and that is the girl... That like accosted you in the bathroom when she was crowned Miss Shockstock that one year at Call the Ooh, Office. Morgan. Just stop. Just stop. She like. Rewind. Are you no? Okay. I remember this. Yeah, she. Do you remember? Okay, like the night, Vaguely. like years ago when the, I think it was like the first year that we did Shockstock, and like weird. there was an after party at a bar, okay. and like she was hammered, and she was like, "I love you, Morgan." <laughs> <laughs> of this. Oh my god. And I was like, wait a minute. I was doing my research and I'm like, co-written by Sadie Katz. Why does that name sound familiar? And I was like, oh yeah, she's a guest at Shockstock this year. And I was like, that's the girl that like, fucking molested you in the bathroom. <laughs> that's a really like... Why is she weird. a guest at Shockstock? <clears throat> what uh, is she's her... She's an actor. Oh, an actor. And a writer. And a writer. Yeah. She wrote... Is her scorn. real name Sadie Katz? Or is mm. that like a... That's her porn name. Yeah, that sounds like it a sounds very like much it. K-A-T-Z. That's it! Is it? Mark Jones has more writing credits than directing yes. credits. Yeah, so. he's done like some bomb shit. Lots of kids stuff. Yeah, he used to write for cartoons uh, yeah. in the 80s, like Scooby-Doo, so that's mm -hmm. obviously yeah. like the people who produced. Yogi Bear Space Race. Mr. Magoo. He did Mr. T. Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Yeah, there was actually a lot of people involved in this who, again, like, I feel like it's such a common motherfucking theme where it's, like, the niche group of people mm -hmm. who kind of do films together. Yep. Yeah. And, again, it was, like, there are 
a few actors in this movie who are really involved in kids like cartoons. A lot of yeah, and, a uh, lot right? of cartoons. It's yeah. a lot of a lot of these actors are soap opera actors yes. or cartoon voice actors. Yeah. A yeah. ton of them, which I think is is really cool. It is it's different. It's interesting, which I think maybe might like kind of in like a weird subconscious kind of background way like uh, make this movie the way that it is. Like, you know, like, same with, like, Leprechaun. It's like, I was just he was that. doing all these cartoons, you know, through the 80s, and it almost has, like, a little bit of a cartoonish kind of vibe I was to just it. gonna say, it's yeah. very animated. Well, she just stuck a fucking pole down his mouth in the kitchen yeah. there, so. <laughs> I mean, like, it's still horror, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, it's comical. That, yeah, is yeah there's a little bit of comedy. Um, so just before we move on, and I can't not slur my words i just want to get out a very important fact that is there is um talks and i'm saying this in a way where the talks are finished it has basically been confirmed that there will be a new rumpelstiltskin movie what? oh my god starring me ruffling my paper peter dinklage what? Really? Swear to God. And and I went on. So when I saw this information, yeah. I thought, let me check out my man Pete's view on this. He has signed on. <gasps> he is into what? it. And here's why. And here's why. Okay. And again, we're in this age where, you know, we're remaking it. We're remaking. Everything is remaking. Pet like, yeah. we're remaking mm-hmm. everything. And so it's not a remake of this film. However, it is a retelling of the Rumpelstiltskin story. Right. Which is an ancient fucking story. And here's the writer. Patrick Ness. Who to most people is a nobody. However, if you're a nerd, he is one of the top writers for Doctor Who and has been the top writer for Doctor Who for, you know, since kind of the beginning. The beginning of time. Right? I mean, Doctor Who is. That's what it's about, right? You travel. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Incredible. So it's not like. Peter Dinklage, first of all, I think is a very savvy man. I think that business-wise, he knows what's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems to pick these roles that are great for him. So for him to agree to sign on to this, and then for the writer to be such an acclaimed writer, mm-hmm. like he's written so many other TV shows that were huge successes. Yeah. So you think it'll be awesome? I think it's going to be fucking great. And well, here's why. Because there's a Hansel and Gretel movie that's coming out now. I heard it was actually really yeah. good. You know what I mean? Like these fairy tales, you know, the, the witch came out, what, three years ago? Like we're getting these folklore mm-hmm. because, it, you know, life is a circle. So we're coming back around to folklore, yeah. which is great. So I think that we're going to start seeing a lot of these like Sleeping Beauty is in the in the works of coming out with like a real dark Sleeping Beauty, which yeah. would be yeah, because that story's fucking dark. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know a lot about uh, fairy tales and, like, Disney, like, stuff like that, but, like... Oh, well, some don't Disney, even say Disney. You know, don't even say Disney. This Disney is way before Disney. fairy tales, and these were... Salt, and then these made were them, yeah. medieval yeah. that were... Rumpelstiltskin goes back 4,000 years. This is... A, fairy tales were not meant to, to teach girls what kind of dresses they want to wear. Yeah, fairy tales were meant to, like, to scare children into not stupid. doing shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so there's there's gonna I, I really feel like there's gonna be a, a big resurgence of fairy tale films like there were in the in the 90s. Like mm-hmm. I said, Pinocchio came out, Snow White came out. Mm-hmm. Like there was this huge, yeah. you know, fairy tale. I mean, they, none of them went anywhere, really. Well, no, we're watching one now, right? <laughs> like any of them people really go anywhere? <laughs> no, but I feel like now it, it could it could go well because I think technology has got to a point where like a lot of the effects 
Like, I know it's going to be heavily CGI. I disagree with you. You think so? Not not because I think you're wrong, but because I, I don't think that it will be successful because of CGI or production oh, value. No, no. I think it will I be successful. Here you go, Yasmina. Every time because... I fucking clean my couch, I find your hair. <laughs> Seriously, I use my lint roller, and I'm like, there's red hairs like all over the lint roller. I think because uh, last year was a record-breaking year for Stephen King. He released 12 adaptations last year. Mm-hmm. 12. That's record-breaking. That's crazy. Now, and I'm not saying, I'm. what I'm trying to say is horror is not a niche genre anymore. Horror is the mainstream. Yeah. Kids in high school, basic bitches in high school with their bleach blonde hair and their TikTok videos watch horror movies. Mm -hmm. This is what kids are watching. So I don't think it's going to be popular because of CGI or because of production value. I think because horror on itself is popular now. Mm -hmm. That's it. And because of that, we're seeing movies like Midsummer, which got way too much accreditation. It wasn't as good. Do you know what I mean? And Lighthouse. Like, there are movies that are coming out where people are just fawning over, and it's like, is it just because it's a horror movie and that's trendy now? Where people are, like, dying for them? Because I don't think that some of these recent horror movies deserve the accolades that Mm -hmm. they've gotten. Well, I mean more with the CGI in that, like, now technology has been able to catch up with imagination. Fair. Whereas in the 90s, if you wanted to try to get something across, you had less of an opportunity to, like, create a world and a vast landscape because most things were more practical. So it's like the possibilities with CGI are kind of endless. As far as mm-hmm. lands- landscape, I agree with you. Yeah. Landscape because... It doesn't... I know Yasmina, this I've isn't your thing. I've seen CGI movies too. But the Avenger movies, the CGI was done right. Because I, you can't tell watching the Avenger movies that they're not actually in the Netherlands mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But it is a green screen and you can't tell. So yeah. for, for landscape, yeah. you're right. But I feel like for practical effects, let's look at Hellraiser that came out how many years oh, ago. Still and the practical know, effects are mind-blowing. Yeah. But as far as landscape goes, I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I just feel like, like, in going back to the Rumpelstiltskin remake, like, Peter Dinklage, now, he's, like, sitting on, like, he's, like, smog. He's, like, sitting on a pile of gold being, like, <laughs> what fucking project will come to me that I can choose? Because he literally was the one, he carried that fucking show, man. Mm-hmm. He was the best actor on that show. Um, so, like, it has to be a good a good project for him to be like, yes. The production has to be good if he's signed on to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It sounds exactly. really fucked up to say because I don't, you know, due to the nature of my profession, I don't want to sound like I'm not trying to be inclusive of everyone. However, it seems like every generation, I mean, there was, before Warwick Davis, there there was, you know, the Lollipop Guild and, and the little people who participated in the 30s and 50s in film. And then Warwick Davis came in and he was able to play Star Wars and Willow, he was, Willow and all these like so fun leprechaun. Carl, and, yeah. and, and he was in everything, yeah. right? And I feel like Peter Dinklage, I'm not trying to say shove him in a costume and make him a doll. That's not what I mean. But I just mean that like, finally we have someone who can play these roles realistically yeah. without being a full-size person on their knees in a mm-hmm. costume or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like i think it's great that there's this like kind of 
token little person who is like stepping into these roles seriously and not making a joke of himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I've never, serious. he scares the shit out of me. If I saw that man, like he intimidates the fucking yeah. shit well, out of me. I feel like, I feel I like, I feel like we're getting way like deeper than like the drunkness that I have. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, but like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we're like watching Rumpelstiltskin by the hog right now. He's okay. on a hog. Maggie just punched herself in the face. <laughs> I clipped oh, myself man. with my nail. Oh man, I don't remember the point that I was gonna make. Listen, <laughs> it was oh, about no. it was about Peter Dinklage and something. I don't know, but well, maybe it'll be terrifying because um, he brings a serious tone to the roles that he plays. Like, there's another movie that he's in called The Station Agent that mm. I'm a huge fan of. Like before he did Game of Thrones, and it's uh, very dry. And uh, it's a drama, and it's incredible. And, like, that's how he is in real life. Mm -hmm. Like, he's always serious. So I feel like he will bring a very um, seriously terrifying persona to the character. Mm -hmm. Because, as Megan said earlier, fairy tales were made to, like, scare the shit out of kids. And Disney just completely fucking, like, ruined it and made them family-oriented, like, type movies and I didn't wa- I didn't grow up watching Disney I don't really yeah, have like you know what I didn't either like I watched like shit like Fantasia and stuff oh, like Fantasia that oh Fantasia is fucking amazing yeah like my though. parents were like fucking like cause they were like this is meant for they're drugs like, so that's why they made you watch it. Fantasia yeah. you know like that shit or like some of the earlier Disney stuff like the 30s stuff like the skeleton dance shit and like the mm-hmm. Mickey's like haunted house shit like yeah like all the like spooky like skeletons. But all the stuff in the eighties is just so like tame and uh, has like a uh, fucking happy message like at the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's like fairy tales mm-hmm. are definitely not meant to be cheerful no. stories. No, they're not at all. Um, that severed head was pretty good actually. Yeah, I know, and I love how he just like steals his cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about Max Grodenchik. Um, yeah, uh, he's Rom on Deep Space Nine. Um, he plays Quark's brother and Nox's dad. And uh, he actually auditioned for Quark. Oh, but he did. But Armin Shimmerman got yeah. it. And which is uh, fantastic because Armin Shimmerman is amazing. I fucking love him so much. He's the principal in Buffy as well. Quark um, is one of, is one of like probably the most memorable characters. Oh from yeah, the whole I have a Quark bust in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, Quark yeah. bust. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he also uh, plays a Ferengi, a different Ferengi character on TNG. Okay, he plays Sovac, okay. and this is actually kind of funny because uh, so I'm watching Deep Space Nine right now, and I'm on season four, and the shirt. That he wears as Sovac in TNG was later used as uh, pajamas that uh, Rom purchases in an episode that I literally watched this week. Really? On Deep Space Nine. Um, It's it's the episode called Little Green Men. And it's actually a really fun episode because Quark and Rom and Nock... Uh, go back in time to when Roswell happened on Earth. Oh my god. And like, so the, like... The government man are like they keep them in a room and everything and like the Roswell like incident was Quark that like what? came. To, yeah, I know. So like, oh the, my god, <laughs> I, love that. I know. I seriously, La 
love funny. Star Trek so much because it can be very serious at times and there's like crazy battles and shit but then they have like these like fun episodes like all the time and it's so uh genuinely like fond and like quirky but like not in a cheesy way like it's adorable but quirky yeah there you go uh but this is another fun TNG fact. Um, so Max Grodenchik uh, used to be a baseball player, and uh, he actually considered gro- going pro, but he decided to do acting instead. Um, but it's actually kind of funny because there's a Deep Space Nine episode where Rom has to poorly play baseball, so like in the hollow suit. Oh. Uh, so Max had to play left-handed to fake being bad at really? baseball. Oh, because he's actually good at Because he's it. actually really good at it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's so precious and sweet. I know. He's like, pay me extra and I'll play He bad. looks a lot like him in real life. He looks more like Rumpelstiltskin than he does Rom. Because, like, Ferengis have a lot of fucking makeup on them. But uh, Armin Shimmerman, I can recognize him instantly. Like, Armin yeah. Shimmerman always looks like Armin Shimmerman yeah. as a Ferengi. For sure. And he sounds like him, too. Yeah. But the thing about Max being Rom as a Ferengi, he adds this, like, uh, he adds so much to the character like the way that he talks like he you can tell if somebody has like a theater background yeah and like this guy definitely does Mm. like you can just fucking tell like he's very invested in the character that he plays on deep space nine he's very invested in delivering like emotions that like a regular actor is like you can tell they're just like you know they're acting but this guy is like he becomes a Ferengi. He like, believes I it. love it. Like, I fucking love him so much. Um, but he was in a few things as well. He was in Night Court. Yeah. I kind of want to rewatch Night Court. The fuck is Night Court? Bull, man. Do you remember? You don't remember Night Court? It is was... it like, is it like the J, the, not J-Lo. Who's that guy? <laughs> J, J with all the cars. He had a night show. Jay Hova. Jay Leno? Jay Leno! Jay Leno! Jay Leno! No. No. Because Jay Leno's show was not, in fact, recorded at night. It was recorded during the day! You know what? What a liar! Is Um, that like night court? It's recorded during the day? uh, Most uh, nighttime, like, night shows like that are recorded during the day. That's what I mean, night court. Is it recorded during the day, even though it's called night court? Uh, probably. (laughs) Your beer's gonna jizz, Yasmina! Okay, so Night Court... Stop making my beer jizz, Megan! Night Court was like a sitcom. It was an 80s sitcom. Oh, I thought it was like a... like a where it was like like about, like, Judge Judge Judge. It was about... There was a judge. You know that, like, Uh, a lot of times... was in it. Yeah, like, civil, like, court and stuff like that, like, small claims court... Like, they are open until midnight. Was court, it a comedy show? Ca- yeah. It is yeah. comedy, yeah. Court cases are from 11 o'clock in at Dude, night. like, Bolt, like, fucking, okay, like, Richard Mole, like, but from, was like, it, House. But, but was it the guy, was it the guy from, nope. I thought it was the guy from the Waynes Brothers. No. Clearly was not the guy from the Waynes Brothers. Who's this guy not a black again? person to be seen in these pictures. Like, the guy John, John Larroquette. He's funny. Oh, he's funny. I know who that um, is. John Larroquette is hilarious. I can't believe you don't remember Night Court. Honey, um, that shit's so ridiculous. Okay, give me the name of the guy who played the judge. I loved him as well. Yeah, the guy who played the judge was Harry Anderson. Yes, Harry Anderson. Harry. Yeah. He's great And as the well. Andersons. Harry and the Andersons. <laughs> That's like a man dressed up like Judge Judy. Yeah, well, Judge Judy is Harry Anderson. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Judge Judy ain't shit. <laughs> um... Judge yeah, Judy is actually the highest paid person on television. I know. Did you know that? Is that show still on? 
Okay, shut up. No, she's not. Yes, she is. That's a lot of money. No, yeah, this bitch is like Oprah rich. Damn. Of course the show's still on. It's daytime TV. It's still on? Well, I have no idea. Um... He was also in uh, Barton Fink, the uh, Coen Brothers movie. Yep. Uh, the Rocketeer. I remember that movie being like a huge deal, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Mm. Jennifer Conley. Yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, I vaguely remember it, but I don't... I he don't builds know. like a fucking jetpack or some shit. It's like a comic book movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's also in Sister Act, and I gotta say, I love the Sister Act movies. Those movies are fucking hilarious. Whoopee. Uh, Rising Sun with Sean Connery. Um, he was in a Tales from the Crypt episode, uh, The Bribe from season six. He was in Apollo 13. Yeah, Yeah, he was. That's what I was gonna say. Apollo 13, eh? That's a great Hmm. Yeah, eh? Yeah. Yeah, eh? Yeah. Go to space. Wasn't Tom Hanks in that movie? He is. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Ed Harris, your fucking boyfriend. I was gonna say, like that movie was like a like a stud. I a saw that stud, in the that was movie. Studs. Yeah. So this is I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't watched a second of this movie. Not a second of it. Okay, there's like a part where this fucking Max dude is driving a truck. <laughs> yell, he yells no but his mouth doesn't move it's absurd i also love that rumpelstiltskin is driving like a four like by a four right? oh yeah. my yeah. fucking god this movie's so silly like he's a psycho that wants to just fucking attack no, make babies. Let, me, <laughs> let me just i'm i'm gonna interlude oh our uh our cast are you gonna sing <laughs> Are you gonna sing Rumpelstiltskin? No. What I'm gonna do is just make a quick comment on how this is <clears throat> like a medieval folklorish creature who's been around, you know, essentially since the dawn of time, yeah. which is what they'd have you believe. And instead of being able to snap his fingers and be where he wants to be, like his magic should allow him, he is driving an 18-wheeler behind this truck and not being able to catch up to them. Like, you right? have magic. You are a magic being. Yeah, you yeah. are. Why are you driving, you're driving a motorcycle? Time. Why the fuck don't you just arrive where the fuck Do you know what I mean? Maybe the that's are. why the box office didn't do so like, well. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you were in, you were kept in this this gem, this thing that, like, encompassed your soul for thousands of years. The jade egg in the vagina, yeah, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you were released, and now to catch up to them, you must drive an 18-wheeler. Right? You gotta, it just, like... It just seems stupid. Work so hard. However, this is the time where I just kind of want to briefly go over what the actual fairy tale is. Not the story, because I figure that most people know the story. The origins are uh, Germanic. However, they're also... Um, England and Netherlands also have ties to the original Rumpelstiltskin mm-hmm. story. So it was published in the Grimm's Fairy Tales in 1812... However, the earliest known mention was 1577. Wow. So that's a long, like, that is a, that, this is what I mean. Like, you have lasting, I got your baby right <laughs> here. I got your baby right yeah. here. Gold. Um, I so, did see that according to some researchers, though, the story originated no, no, no. that long I looked long deeper ago. into that. 4,000 years? Yeah. It's, there, there's no proof. Uh, there's okay. a lot of, well, we figure. Speculation. However, I looked yeah. into that, the 4,000 year concept mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything other than people saying we believe that. Right. Well, that's too bad. The earliest actual documentation yeah. that I found was 1577. That makes sense. 
Um, so Rumpelstiltskin um, in Germany means little rattle stilt, a stilt being a post or a pole to provide support. And Rumpelstilt was a goblin that makes noise by rattling posts. Oh. Similarly, Rumpelgeist is a ghost that rattles. Okay. So Rumpel means to rattle. Stiltskin means the post that he shakes. Original, once Rumpelstiltskin was bested at the end of the story, he stamps his right foot into the ground in anger and gets it stuck in the ground. Like he breaks the motherfucking earth. Yep. Pows his foot into the ground, and then he's stuck. So in order to rip his body out, he grabs his left leg to get some leverage to rip his body out, but his right leg is stuck, and so in the end of the story, he rips himself in half. Are you fucking He serious? grabs his left leg, his right leg is stuck in the earth, he grabs his left leg, kush, starting from the dick, rips himself in half. That's bonkers. That's fucking amazing. I wish the end of this movie ended like There's that. There's other endings where he just stamps his right foot in the ground and is stuck and perishes and over time. Dies, yeah. But I really prefer the one where he fucking like... Rips himself in half. I kind of like both though because imagine being stuck there for the rest of eternity. Like, that's gotta suck. Well, it's gotta suck, but it's pretty anticlimactic. I'd rather see your fucking But like to like sit there in your misery right? for the rest of your life, like, that's, that's true. dark. That's true. No, I get you. It I is get very, you. It's very dark. So there's, like, it's, it's, it's a story, and again, the moral of the story is supposed to be don't be boastful, because right. Rumpelstiltskin was bested because he's by himself, like a psycho, dancing in the woods, going, oh, they'll never guess my name, it's Rumpelstiltskin, they'll never guess my name. Mm-hmm. Well, bitch... Right? You've said it seven times in a row now. Yeah. Someone's going to hear. So the moral of the story is not to jump the gun. Right. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy's name is Tommy Blaze. <laughs> the only I couldn't find any information about it. Tommy Blaze is a writer as well as an actor. The whole movie. The whole, like... The whole movie is him just going, yeah! <laughs> It's like, holy shit. Um, he, uh, I honestly have, like, like he's been, he's been in a bunch of random shit that I've never heard of and in an episode of Friends. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. I actually don't even have that guy's name on my... Max, I mean, Tommy Blaze. Yeah, no. To- like, that sounds like a name that he made up himself. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yes, Tommy Blaze. Tommy Blaze. I have his name written down and then nothing. And nothing <laughs> I literally it. have in my notes was in an episode of Friends and a bunch of random stuff I've never heard of. Yeah. Um. By the way, that shirt is incredible. You know who he reminds that me is of? Such a Howie Mandel. That guy's afraid of germs. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He is. So am I. Me and Howie are best friends. Yeah. Um. So Whoa. I don't even know. Now that the movie's over. And I look over my notes and realized I haven't it's not over. talked about anything. I realize that there are a lot of characters who don't. Valerie Wildman. She was in Days of Our Lives. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, I know. A lot I know. Of- like, seriously, we were like, this is going to be an interesting 
interesting episode because there's like literally like no information yeah. on and this movie. I it's, mean, so Kim, the the woman who I keep referring to as she looks a lot like Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Kim Ulrich, she was Ivy Winthrop in Passions. Now, Passions was my jam. I was born in eighty six. Mm-hmm. So the soap opera I grew up on was Days of Our Lives and Passions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was one of the main characters in Passions, which I love. She was in a lot of fucking like TV shows. But yeah, she was she also in As the World Turns, yeah. which mm-hmm. is, you know, so she made crazy soap opera money. Yeah. Nice. Good for her. I mean, soap opera money is, is like not a joke. Look at this. Look, he just took his head off. Oh my God. I love this. So, and then oh he's my- fucking biting the sheriff's neck. I love it. There, now he's using his magic. <laughs> Oh, his head just got fucking knocked off. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Kim, um, Kim Johnston Ulrich, Ulrich, who plays Shelly, um, she, she was also... She's Skeet Ulrich's lover? No. <laughs> Lava. No, she's married to some guy with some last name. Remember Skeet Ulrich? Yeah. yeah. I saw him in real remember life. When skeet, his, skeet, remember when skeet, his name skeet, was Skeet? What? People don't know what it means. Remember when his name was what? Skeet? Yeah, Skeet Ulrich. Is that a, a, not his name now? No, it's his... <gasps> oh, that's his name! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> funny like oh you know what i'm gonna get into acting my professional name is skeet everyone yeah i mean just all over the world skeet, skeet, skeet. um she was also in the a-team cheers wings monsters major dad we were talking about major dad the yeah. other day you know what's interesting though is because mark jones wrote for the a-team and shit yeah too. there's so a like lot there, of connections yeah like people, megan was like, saying earlier there are a lot of those connections where it's like you know, this guy worked for, like... Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. hired a lot of the same people. The fuck is Spellcaster? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna get there. I was gonna get there. But I just wanted to mention that she was also in Renegade. Mm-hmm. Was she? I didn't even see that. Yep, she was in Renegade. Uh, Fucking Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamas. Lamas. What did I call him the other day? He was, like, the Antonio Banderas' <laughs> poor man. Poor man, so poor man. Dollar store, dollar store, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, but um, you know what? He's way better looking. Oh than yeah, Antonio and she was in the Highlander TV show. Uh, can I just say that that Queen song is incredible? Oh, here we go. Oh God, that song is so. Don't get her started on the Queen song. Good. Um, she was also in Supernatural. She was like a recurring character in season six. But yeah, so Spellcaster, girl. Pay attention. Listening. Spellcaster is an awesome 80s movie that uh, uh, fucking, um, I'm drunk right now. Why can't I think of his name? Carl Buchler. Beekler. I can't think of how he pronounces his last name, but Buckler, Buckler, Beekler. Um, He did the special effects. It's all like, it's amazing. It's got Adam Ant. In it, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, it's no, all these yeah. So uh, there's all these like teenagers that go to this like mansion yeah. uh, for this like contest to be like in Adam Ant's like music video or some shit. But they go to this like mansion and it's haunted, and all these <clears throat> like beasts and creatures and like furniture comes to life and like fucking strangles you, and it's amazing. Spellcaster is like one of my favorite '80s movies, like for sure. We'll watch it. It's amazing. Um, but Alice Beasley, yeah, she's, she's very interesting. She is. She's one of the most interesting people in the whole cast. Yeah, she, she's very diverse. Yeah, so she used to be married to Vincent Chiavelli, and that guy. If you he's look got a him face up, you would fucking you, remember. Yeah, so he passed away uh, like in the mid two thousands, but he was the 
the tall guy in, like, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. Batman Returns, Lord yeah. of Illusions, Buffy. He's the creepy subway ghost in Ghost. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. That yeah. was a scary fucking Yeah. Thing. Uh, that guy, yeah, he just has, like, a face that you just, like, cannot forget. Um, like, he was the tall in Playroom guy in also. Oh, really? Oh, my I God. I that Playroom on here because that's With Shooter fucking... McGavin. Um, but he was also in Baywatch Nights. So Baywatch Shit. Nights. This is like six degrees of Baywatch Nights. I know, Nights. I know. Okay, so Baywatch Nights, the episode that he was in was an episode revolving around D&D. Really? So David Hasselhoff saves a girl who was uh, trapped in a D&D game. Amazing. What? Yeah, okay, guys. We have to talk about Dave Baywatch Nights. <laughs> All right, it's time. It's time. Okay, like, okay, seriously? This is, like, my new fucking favorite TV show. Baywatch Nights. So, I actually am a fan of regular Baywatch. It's watchable. Yeah. I thought... I loved watching I thought watching Baywatch it. Nights was watchable. I did. It is. Okay, we'll get there. It is. <laughs> I loved watching Baywatch as a kid. As a kid. Bezos. My speech is... Oh, this was a business. It's like, my speech is <laughs> starting to not formulate words. Um, yeah, so ever since I heard of Baywatch Nights, I was like, okay, so it's like Baywatch, but like, uh, uh, what's his, what's uh, David Hasselhoff's name? Um, Mitch? Mitch uh, is like a lifeguard by day, but... And, uh, the evening. <laughs> he solves paranormal he solves, fucking crimes. He solves crimes. Uh, so th- but they're paranormal crimes because, like, they're vampires. No. Wait. Season two is paranormal crimes. Okay. Okay, so uh, Baywatch Nights season one is all him just solving crimes. Okay? Theft, burglaries, murders. It's a lot like Clue. Um, I'm so- going to wait till you finish. But before you finish, I'm going to say season one is better than season two. And now I will let you finish. And then I will say why after. But we got to watch all the episodes before here's you Here's why. And here's why. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because season two was too ambitious. They went in thinking they were going to be a supernatural before supernatural. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing. In every single episode of Baywatch Nights season two, when it's the supernatural episodes, you never see a creature. creature. I know. You never see a demon. You never see a ghost because they're too cheap to film it. So you get some human in a glove. Yeah, like, like a hand. In a glove. Like a creepy glove. You know, creeping around the corner, but you will never we have this all satisfaction. Of them yet, I'm yes, gonna, Mina, since I... the show was canceled... I bet you they never show a creature. I have hope. I still have hope. I Girl, hope. I love your optimism. I I, I, I am. I'm optimistic. Uh, so you can't buy this shit anywhere. P.S. If you're interested in watching Baywatch Nights, Morgan's got away. <sighs> she got me. Yeah, you guys should all but inbox her. But don't hit her. me up because no, you fuck should. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> okay, so Morgan found like a dude selling burned DVDs of Baywatch Nights. Like, I on the her phone number. I'll give you her Guys, phone number. I Just went to message the dark me. Web yeah. To find so Baywatch in order to watch Baywatch Nights, you have to go to the dark web and contact a fucking like creepy basement troll right? um, that's got Baywatch Nights burned on fucking DVDs. And so that's what Morgan did. She went into the dark web and got me these DVDs for my birthday Mm -hmm. and so we watched some so basically the uh okay 
the first season, as I said earlier, is just basically like, you know, Mitch solving murderous, murders and crimes and blah, blah, blah. But then the first season didn't do very well. So then... The then producers were like, were like, like well, X we have Files to add, is popular. X-Files <laughs> is really popular right now, so we have to add a paranormal um, aspect to the show to gain um, more of an audience, and so that's what they did. So season two of Baywatch Nights is basically fucking Mitch, like, investigating paranormal activities and crimes and so there's like there's a vampire episode i saw that one there's a werewolf one there's a D &D episode that this bitch is in um paranormal it's just like oh well but it is because like she goes she gets trapped in the game so she's like in this other like realm of this like other universe where like i'm assuming a dungeon master has her trapped but as megan said earlier the uh, budget is very, very low. So they didn't have a lot of money for, like, practical effects. So, like, yeah, there was a Creature of the Lagoon episode that we watched where they go into a boat in the ocean, and then, like, all you see is, like, the creature's hand, like, and, like, like, you know, like a creature sound, you know what I mean? And, like, they don't see, like, the full body. However, I'm going to stick with it, though, because there's, like, 24 episodes yeah. in both season one and two. So I'm going to watch the whole thing. Oh, my God, and that's I'm gonna a lot of formulate an unbiased opinion, because I can't have an opinion until I've seen every episode. Thing is, having seen some episodes and having said that like yeah it's clearly a gloved hand around the corner or it's clearly a dollar store costume type situation i gotta tell you yasmina i've never been when we were watching it i was watching it like i was i knew and i fully and we knew were into it that i wouldn't see the creature like by the, by the first episode you can kind of see you what, get the idea you get yeah, the yeah. idea you get that it's all going to be very shadowed mm-hmm. you know the the filming is is very cheap However, I thought it was great. I love seeing David Hasselhoff get laid every episode. I, I know every that episode he bangs like a new He's like kid. a weird Captain Kirk. It's like that sort of exactly idea where it's that, like, that oh, I'm such a monster. But he's so unsexy though. Like uh, David Hasselhoff was never sexy. I'm sorry. Mm. He just looks like somebody's dad. I wouldn't say never. I wouldn't say never. I wouldn't say never. What? <laughs> like the dads. <laughs> I wouldn't say never Sam sexy, Sam Elliott. Though. Yeah, no, it wasn't, like, he doesn't look like Sam Elliott dad. Like, he looks like, uh, like, yeah, like, your friend's dad. But I thought it was great, because here's the other thing, which I'm sure it didn't take all of you out in listener land to figure out, all of you out long to figure out, that... You have to sleep sometime. If you're solving crimes at night <laughs> and, and you're saving lives in the Megan. morning. Megan. Yes. <laughs> what does it, David Hasselhoff sleep? I've been waiting to ask this, like, this question for, like, a little bit now. So, it plays on that. Same idea. Like, when do you sleep, first of all? But, okay, so, his, like, main job is... The, the fucking the minimum wage job, yes. The lifeguard, yes, the and then his, job. like, second side job is, like, a detective. Yeah. But it's, like, but, like, if you're a detective, you're gonna be making more money, and, like... He's a private invest- investigator. He's a PI. He's a PI. So there's a difference, because that depends on how much your fucking client pays you, and also, what your rate is. But, like, but... 
but he's No, I hear a, what you're saying. He's a fucking lifeguard. Like, that's his main job. Here's the thing, though. Nowadays, so lifeguards make less than minimum wage. Uh, in his day, he was working with the likes of Pamela and Anderson. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that bitch, uh, in her time, had some semi-decent things going on for her. Her face was never great. Her tits were never great. And her ass was never great. But she had some okay things going on for her sometimes. <laughs> she, uh, before Baywatch, she had the flattest ass I've ever seen in my life. When she was very, very young, she was like the like girl, the poster girl for like, uh, I want to say blue. Like, say beer. blue. She was a beer commercial. She was the blue yeah. girl. And she was a sunshine yeah. girl as well. Yeah. Honey, it don't take shit to be a sunshine girl. I know, I wish girl. I could go back in time. I'd be like, do you want to see some butt? You know what I mean? Like, sunshine girls don't mean shit. I know, but that's However, our claim to fame. It's like, here's the thing. Like, Pamela Anderson, and I know there are people out there who are probably like, Pamela Anderson was my life in the 90s. And I get it. But you know who I thought you know, was my life in the 90s. Do you know what I mean? Like, things, like, when you put it into LFO? perspective. I, <laughs> bitch, they're, they're talented. I know, we were talking about them earlier. They're talented. That's why I said it. But it's like, when you actually, when you actually think about it, Pamela Anderson, even in the best of days, was not that attractive. It just, it I'm was sorry, she wasn't. And the hair. I'm sorry she wasn't. I don't, I don't love... <laughs> Um, you know, she wore like the, the bikini tops where just her nipples are covered, yeah. but you could see where her breasts had the augmentation. Like you could see them protrude and yeah. then go around. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she had the, the shitty boob job. It wasn't a beautiful Kim Kardashian boob job. No. It was the shitty obtuse, yeah. you know, where you could Ugh. see every shape in her Right? And her ass was never great. She had a very flat ass, and her face was all lips. She was like that VIP version of herself. My God, we were talking about that show. VIP. VIP. You can't talk about Baywatch without talking about VIP. And fucking barbed wire. That shit is crazy. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like, she was okay. Yeah. For a porn star. There was a lot of other... uh, Very attractive women Thank you. And this is what I mean. But not only in Baywatch, who was that bitch... From um, the dance movie with the curly hair from uh, motherfucking Saved by the Bell. Oh, That's a sexy oh, bit. Uh, oh, Showgirls? From, from yeah, Showgirls. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Except that movie was rotten. The movie had nothing to do with it. That's a sexy bit. She had yeah. long legs. Yeah, yeah. She had a, uh, like a full on, natural breast. On Saved by the Bell, she was, uh, her name was Jessie, I think that was yeah. her name. She yeah. dated A.C. Slater. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I can picture her face. Mm-hmm. She had, a, like, a very no-work-done-the-girl-next-door yeah. kind of vibe, which I think the 90s embodies is that, like, um, Elizabeth Cuthbert, right? Like, that, like, girl-next-door Well, there vibe. And there's uh, Erica, Cuthbert, whatever her name. last name is, right. Erica, whatever, was a Baywatch girl, and she was gorgeous. Like, I, I always thought that she was, like, the prettiest one. Well, for me, like, and this is around the same era, which is why I say it, but Topanga... Topanga to me was gorgeous. Like I'm pretty sure everyone natural. thought that she was gorgeous. Yeah. Remember Adam you know. Scott in Boy Meets World? Hello. Oh, oh God. Scott. He was so fucking hot in that in Hellraiser 4. Mm. Oh my God. Yep. I'd go there. It's true. It's true. But again, you know, that's a time the mid 90s were very much a Playboy 
time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when breast implants. Oh, it was so over the top then. We're so yeah. over the top. Yeah. It was it like was very the bigger the, the boobs, no matter how hard they are. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. You know, yeah. like these big fucking Big titties. plastic, like pointy. Yeah. It was just bad. Bad stuff. <laughs> bad stuff. Bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Pepperoni nipples all sliced up and shit. And like this weird <laughs> Whoops, pubic hair favorite. thing on women where they did like all sorts of weird Design. shapes. Like oh, the yeah, I remember really that. Like, I have a heart. And like, the heart. The heart. The strip. I know. Yeah, yeah. It was very trendy to have your like landing strip done. Oh, dear. Yeah. Because everyone was doing Playboy, though, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, Every All very, the big stars were Playboy doing Playboy. A very Playboy 90s thing to do. You I'm surprised Anna Nicole Smith wasn't on Baywatch. Lit- yeah. I'm surprised, too, because that was it. If you were remotely attractive, they had you in a TV show, in a Pepsi commercial, in a car commercial, you know, full spread on Playboy. Fucking, like, if mm. you were a pretty girl, they monopolized your body. Yeah. Like, the media kind of... In the nineties, sure. I feel yeah. like that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nicole Wish was I like, "I'm doing that kind of money. skyscraper. Fuck you guys." It's a skyscraper. <laughs> it's a movie. Look it up. With, <laughs> with Anna Nicole. I, I can see that. <laughs> Girl, let me just let me just. So is it like a uh, barbed wire like <laughs> quality? <laughs> skyscraper i'm looking it up bitch oh it has the rock in it nope that's 2018 i literally never heard of this movie but i bet the cgi explosions are atrocious (laughs) (laughs) fuck you guys i'm doing skyscraper (laughs) fuck you guys i'm going home look at this shit megan please look at it i'm on it i'm on it you're looking at i can't oh my god please (laughs) how do you know about this i don't know because because it's stupid and I That's love funny. it. Uh, well, back to Alice Beasley oh, with yeah. two L's. <laughs> we were talking about that. Um, so uh, as we mentioned earlier, ago. she's in uh, Silent Night, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Four, our most recent episode. Um, she was also in a few TV shows uh. like Taxi, Cheers. She was in Moonlighting. Okay, with oh, Bruce okay. okay, I Hello. I've seen. Like a photograph of moonlighting before, but then I never really like researched it. And then I was doing my notes, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this show with like Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis?" Yeah. Like what? And it like it has multiple seasons. You've never heard of? The no, show? I've never you've heard never of the show. Of I was like, moonlighting. Like what oh the fuck God. is this? Um, but like Alice Beasley plays a rhyming receptionist. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Have you ever seen this show? Um, it's not stupid. I don't think I've ever watched... I mean, Bruce Willis is in it, so it's probably okay. Oh, that... Oh. Another bald actor that Megan isn't loves. <laughs> I just... Bruno. Once he was in Friends, like, Bruce Willis was in Friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. he, like, dated Jennifer Aniston. Like, he was one of these walk-on characters. Okay. I have never In the 90s, Friends, again, like, it's so crazy. We're watching this, this shitty movie, Rumpelstiltskin, this shitty movie, and you have to figure, again, this is at the, the peak of Seinfeld, 1995. Mm-hmm. Like, this is when these great shows, <laughs> these great sitcoms were coming out, and we're watching this 
<laughs> yeah, I love how he crouches down. Like he's like I crouched down with his arms up in the air, like laughing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but yeah, so like as this is being filmed, Bruce Willis is somewhere filming like Last Boy Scout or like fucking uh four rooms, like doing amazing things. I yeah, it's uh it's kind of kooky to me. And and you know, on that note, Morgan, does anyone remember when Bruce Willis had a full head of hair? Has he ever acted with a full uh, head of hair? Was he? Did he not have hair in Moonlighting? Let's like, let's just do this. Well, he always had like the kind of widow's peak a little bit, like right. not like I Julian feel like Sam's he's widow like Patrick peak, Stewart, like yeah, like he went bald when he was fifteen. Like that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that we're. That's what so. We're would you do with. it? Would you do it with the Megan? Bruce Willis? Bruno? Are you fucking out of your fucking mind? Okay, guys, just so you know, Bruce Willis had a... I can't tell if you're, like, being oh, like, yes, hell he yeah, or no, He had a hair you. in Moonlighting. What a precious baby. Hmm. Is that Helen Hunt? Uh, no, it's, um, Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Oh, Sybil. Sybil. It's Sybil. Do you remember her show? Sybil. Sybil? No, I, I used to watch the shit out of that show. I don't remember that show. Sybil? No. I'm old. I was gonna say. Well, Alice Beasley, she is also a voice actor, which makes sense because she has a crazy fucking voice. It's a very voice. interesting voice. And she has a crazy face, too. Mm. And you can, like, hear her face. You can hear you her can face. You can hear her face, like, through her voice. And, like, she did voices in Darkwing Duck. Uh, Duckman. Do you remember Duckman? Yeah. With fucking Jason Alexander. That show was hilarious. Johnny Bravo. Oh, God. Like, these are pivotal cartoons. In yeah, the 90s, 90s cartoons. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, this episode excites me so much because she's not the only one as well. Um, now, here's the thing I wanted to say. So, Elle Marie Wendell. I've watched this movie in the past, and I've watched this movie right now with you bitches. I did not see her character. I did not see her face. Elle Marie Wendell. She was the landlord in Third Rock from the Sun. She was the one who was fucking... Her sister was fucking French... What's his name? From Third Rock from the Sun. Something oh, French. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Stuart French. Stuart French. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a very big French role. Stewart. French Stewart! French <laughs> Stewart! French? Alcohol! Stargate. But she was also in the Lorax. <laughs> she did a lot of voice acting. What kind of fucking name is French? Eh? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be Stuart French? <laughs> right? <laughs> she was in a movie in 1989 called The Immortalizer. What? <laughs> don't know. Don't know, girl. I, do know. I love that. It's like random useless information because when i Who saw the cover bitch? this is the bitch elmarie wendell i told you <laughs> i told you um megan's getting angry i told you one <laughs> megan likes look her up look her up look her up elmarie e-l m Look her up. L. Marie. L. Marie. She was in The Immortalizer. And when I saw it, I thought, this is worthy to write down, but not worthy to look up. There's not a lot. No. What? Do you think? My notes are one page. There was, like, literally nothing worthy to write down for this yeah. movie. But we're not done because I, I, I feel like... Um... Guys, I have some stuff. Okay, get Still. your stuff out. Okay. Poop it out, girl. All right, oh, here we go. Cap- no, Catherine go Yeager. No, Kevin Yeager. Yes. Oh, well, let's talk about Kevin He Yeager. was married to Catherine Hicks. 
He is married to Catherine Hicks. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. I love him. He is a legend he in is. makeup and special effects and horror. Like, he did the special effects for Friday 13th Part 4, the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, like, uh, the makeup in... Face Nightmare off! Off. Face, face off! off! Face off! Face off! Face off. He probably evil. still has those bodies in his face. I know, right? He fucks like, them. He fucks Nick yeah, Cage. Yeah, for jungle. sure. He swaps I would! He swaps them out. He did the special effects for Trick or Treat. Um, Starship Troopers. I love Starship Troopers so It's very much. long. It's as long as Titanic, but it's, it's worth it. It's a great movie. It's so long. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it what is. What are you talking about? Yeah. Titanic is like a million hours long. Titanic is two hours long. Titanic no, it's is not. three hours. Titanic okay, three is hours. three hours. I guarantee you Starship Trooper, I'm looking it up, because Dave and I watched it on our hangover from our friends miss, yeah. and we were watching it. For the whole day. Maybe that's because you were hungover or high or something. Because Starship Troopers is just a regular length movie. No, it's not. It? It's probably two hours. It's two like, hours and nine minutes. I'm doing that's my part. It's two hours yeah, and like nine minutes. Okay, two hours look up Titanic. Look two up hours. Titanic. Okay, 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 okay. Titanic is at least three hours. Yeah, at least three and a half hours. Oh, you don't spell Titanic with an O? Weird. Titanic. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that thumb. thumb Titanic. Remember that? Remember those thumb movies? All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. It's three hours I and fifteen it. minutes. That's a long. However, episode. Starship Troopers is over two hours. Guys, That's a long fucking. They suck the out. Again. Like, what's the point of watching it? Of watching what? Titanic. You know how are it you ends. Fuck- okay. You Don't even what? start this with like, Megan. Are you serious, Morgan? It's genius. It's literally flawless. From <laughs> I would just be like, like I can't. First to the of all, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Billy Zane. The unsinkable. Molly I Ringwald, know. or whatever her name was in the movie. Incredible. Unsinkable Molly Ringwald. And, like, if it. we could just have one sex scene with Billy Zane and Kate Winslet's gorgeous titties and his gorgeous Why cock, if he happen? could just titty fuck Kate Winslet I for 10 minutes out of that three hour movie, then it would be worth it. Girl. I have a feeling be because I'm not judging the. Uh, actors, but the characters that Fair Billy enough. Zane's character would be like a choker. Oh, he would choke her, but he would also. <laughs> yeah, Kate dude. Winslet has the nicest tits I've ever seen. Yeah, natural titties, and I feel like he would definitely want to like slap fuck them, them, slap them yeah. around, put his Punch penis him. between them, and then jizz on her chin. That'd be for Totanic. Totanic. <laughs> you know all about that, Morgan. You what? creepy foot alien. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, DM me for your foot pics, bitches. If anyone needs Morgan's number, her personal cell number, don't be afraid to text me. I mean... Because <laughs> I feel like I need to give everyone Morgan's contact information. Wouldn't right that now? just be the fucking... It's not racist when you're um, I have one last thing to say about Kevin Yeager. Um, he... <laughs> directed and people shit on Hellraiser 4 all the time and I disagree. I love Hellraiser 4 because of multiple reasons that I'm not going to get into right now but Kevin Yeager, I don't know if you know this but do you know Alan Smithy? The yeah. Fake, the fake director That's name. That's the, the name if that If you are the director uses. and you make a movie and you want to remove yes. and you're not happy yes. with your project and you want to remove your your name from it, there's a pseudonym named Alan Smith. In all seriousness, we've talked about this before. Yes. Yeah, we have. A long time ago, actually. Do you remember um, why? Uh, maybe someone else did this. I talked about Hellraiser 4 before. No, no, no. no. no someone, someone else. else no, some, someone in an else, episode. In an episode, Alan Smithy did. Oh, it was one okay. of our, It was when I lived with you, Yasmina. This is how early yeah. on we mentioned this. 
Oh, okay. Which so, actually is hilarious because we're coming up on four years of this podcast. Stop it. Spooky. Yeah. Next month. Four? Four years. Years. Mm. If we all had sex, we'd have almost a fucking school-aged kid. Uh, yeah, gross. we'd be sending, sending, <laughs> we're sending little witchy finger to fucking junior kindergarten next year, guys. <laughs> um, Kevin Yeager directed Hellraiser 4, but he used the Alan Smithy pseudonym. Oh, because he hated it? And I don't get why. Honestly, I love Hellraiser Well, 4. because maybe he just feels like... Maybe he realized he wasn't a director. He's like, I'm just going to stick to putting plastic on people's But here's the other thing I don't get. When you direct a film, you can only do so much with the script you're given. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, the film might have been trash, but what's a director to do? Right? It's not trash. It's good. It is good. Because Bloodline, I thought Bloodline was great. It's so good. It's so good. Like, why do people hate that movie so much? I love it. It traces it back. Dude, and like, not only does it go through the history of the creation of the box, we get Adam Scott, and he's so hot, and the part where they resurrect the girl is so good. Like, they skin a bitch, and then (sighs) there's like the satanic pentagram, like, with blood on the floor, and like, fucking like, pieces of flesh everywhere, and like... Her skin, like, formulates, like, a body out of, like, flesh, out of, like, nothing. And then, like, the part where the guy gets the uh, spear through his neck and that decapitates him is brutal. Continue, Morgan. You were going to say something, like, fucking, like, an hour ago. Um, no, I was just, like, because we were, <laughs> like, we don't have anything else. Yeah, the movie is done. They found the jade egg. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to mention the Seinfeld stuff that I found. Yeah, what are the Seinfeld Okay, so, um, Jack McGee, somebody that was in this movie. I got him. Jack McGee plays Detective Ben Smith. He appeared in over 100 films and television series. Yeah, I got him. He was in The Hidden. He was in Mm -hmm. Scrooge. He was in The Two and Three. He was in Backdraft. He was in Born on the Fourth of July with your boyfriend, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not hitting the important one. He was... In Seinfeld, and he played somebody called Ralph. So what you've missed is he was in Vanilla Ice, Cool as Ice. Oh, Cool as Ice! I must own Cool as Ice on VHS. Jack McGee was in Cool as Ice. Not only was he in Cool as Ice, he was in Jury Duty with our boy Polly Shore. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I do know about the Tom Cruise reference. However, I missed the Seinfeld reference. He was a detective... No, he was called, his name was Ralph. Ralph. I just want to say Cool as Ice. I remember watching it when I was a kid, and the only thing I remember was a scene with him and her in a construction area. There was a lot of lumber, and a scene where she's riding a horse, and he's on a motorcycle, and he's, like, racing her. That's all I remember from Cool as Ice, but I'm sure it's probably awful. Oh, it's probably awful. But I need to own it. Cool as Ice. I saw Willing to sacrifice We're singing totally different songs. <laughs> 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 um, so I have to admit that this is the only film, and when I say this, I mean it, the only film in four years that I didn't watch a second of. Um, I didn't. My this? eyes never touched the screen. I looked into your bitch's beautiful eyes the whole time. Yeah, well, hey, like, that's... We're more beautiful that's than my boss has done. Google is telling me that Ralph was a golden retriever that Kramer owned. 
Morgan, you're tripping. Hold on, no. Okay. So, a couple things. Mark Holton is also apparently in this movie, and he was Francis in Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure. Ooh. Um, and oh, the fat guy. That's like, yeah, yeah, that, he guy. gives them the gum? Yeah. And so he also... That's a lot of gum! ...was in, like, That's Teen Wolf and shit, and he was also in Leprechaun, and he was... Oh, Mark Holton. Fucking John Wayne Gacy in the Gacy movie. And oh. he was in A League of Their Own. So don't ever forget that. Don't and he also was in Seinfeld as well, apparently. No, he wasn't. Bitch, you be tripping. Whatever. Dude, okay, so one other thing that I thought it was interesting to mention was that Canon released a whole bunch of fairy tale movies in the 80s. Wild-ass Manaheim and Yoram doing weird fucking shit. And they put out a Rumpelstiltskin movie, too, in 1987. What? How yes, did I not I know that. about this? Yes. But it wasn't... It was a comedy. It was a musical. It was a musical. Mm. Oh, that's why it I was don't a, know about it. It was, it was deemed... And this is why I didn't put it in my notes for this reason specifically. And I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> it was classified, and I was mad about You're it. You're already making me laugh. It was classified as a fantasy slash comedy slash musical slash horror slash... Like, in the slashes in the 1987 version were like, pick a fucking genre... You can't win an Oscar for everyone. Oh, but so Mina just Hem pick one. No, those guys were crazy. You should watch the Canon Films documentary. Like, me and him did, like, not give a fuck. Okay, because he they literally like... put that, like, when I looked it up, because I looked it up. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this looks fascinating. And I was like, what kind of movie is this? Yeah. Every fucking kind Every of movie. Every genre you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Yes. Yeah, so in the late 80s, they were like, we're going to do fairy tale movies, and they did eight of them in total, apparently. So they did the version of Rumpelstiltskin, uh, and it's a musical. Um, that one is directed by David Irving, who actually directed Chud 2. Uh, Ugh, bud the chud. Which is okay. going to be rotten as fuck. You know, I have that movie, and I watched it once, and I was like, I can't, I can't get into this. It's too corny for me. But... My friend Misty was like, trust me, give it another shot. And I was like, okay, because it was really cheesy. I don't like Chud. You're right. Like, the word Chud? No, what? No, no, no. I I just have to say one thing. You know, fuck Chud. Because you know why? Q, the winged serpent, is the better version of Chud. It's the exact same plot. It's the exact same plot. And it's carried way better. So don't watch Chud, just Ugh. watch Q. Continue. Cunt! There's not much else, just other than the other movies that they did, like The Emperor's New Clothes and Beauty and the Beast. The Emperor's uh, New Groove? Yeah. Red Riding Hood. But um, There's a Puss in Boots Pussy? one. what? <laughs> Christopher Walken is in the Puss in Boots one. What? What the fuck? Let me That's tell you I why I think this That's is magical. Uh, because it. I feel like, again, the, the late 80s, early 90s is a, a heyday for Disney. Absolutely. Yeah. Early 90s was Lion King, which is their biggest grossing original release mm-hmm. of all time, yeah. right? And so, like, the late 80s into early 90s, I'm not surprised that there was such a cinematic explode of fairy tale live action film. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is when Disney was at its prime. It was still VHS. It wasn't DVD. You couldn't download. You had to go to the theater. Disney movies were fucking selling out. And fairy tales were very much a popular, like, sell out, make money kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that people were trying to take the cartoon, like what Disney was doing in their heyday, and making it Mm -hmm. like a real life thing. Uh, You ready for jokes? 
Stephen King has a son named Joe. I'm not joking, but he is. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. I got a joke too. You have a joke? I got I got a few jokes, but I'll just give you one. All right, we'll leave you with this, okay, everyone. Megan is she's gone. Uh, and uh, thanks again for listening. Um, this was a really fun episode. We're gonna finish our cheese. We're gonna drink some more alcohol and listen to some nice dance music to unlimited. And uh, yeah, so I'll leave you with this: Life is like a corn dog. Bitches only want my wiener if I got bread. <laughs> But, um, (laughs) bye bye, everyone. Uh, Bye bye. (laughs) Ruffles.